Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about Mali, a country in Africa. I bet you haven't heard of it, or I've sort of, I know about it, but I'd only think about it in a game of list African countries beginning with M. And there's been sort of a few interesting ones. One of the more almost tearful countries to read about is Madagascar. Um, how it's just had a just a dreadful, dreadful history coming up. Mali's in Africa, and I'd say it's the size of Spain and um, and France put together. Sort of a, a, like you, it's a fair chunk, chunk there, and it's sort of um, you've got the Horn of Africa, uh, the armpit of Africa. It's above the armpit in that sort of bulb underneath Europe. It's uh, directly beneath Spain, um, intersects with France a little bit, and it's uh, got um, a motto, one people, one goal, one faith. Sort of like so many different things. What, why, why not many people, many goals, many faiths? It's sort of it's just... It just oh rips my teeth out reading it. Now uh, they've got uh, the it's called the Republic of Mali, but there are these fascinating scripts which I I can't. They're eye-wateringly beautiful to watch. There's a language and script language called Bambara. So whoa, this is the most. It's the most exciting beautiful script each word is connected by a line underneath it so in terms of a of a writing language it's the most exquisite exquisite one to watch uh, i just can't describe how beautiful uh, the script of bambala uh, bambara is uh, french is nothing and then there's another script called fuller and fuller is also just the most exciting script to read um, in terms of it's, it's a script with a capital letter at the end of the word. So do you think it goes the opposite direction? I wish I knew. And but um, um, Mali, it's got a flag of green, yellow, and red. Perhaps the most irritating colours I could possibly think of. Uh, its emblem again has a bit of the sun in it, a few arrows. I always think a weapon in an emblem is a bit. Uh, I think I think it is it. Uh, um, uh, Oman has the um, the dagger in it, and the dagger, of course, is a medieval dagger, so it doesn't look like any effect. It just looks like a, a some sort of appendage of some animal or something like that. So let's read about Mali. Uh, and this is part of my overall um, approach of um, ex- extending my under- understanding. So I, I started off with uh, Bahrain, is it? Yeah, Bahrain, Qatar, uh, United Arab Emirates, Oman, Yemen, sort of going down the arc along there, and um, and but sort of bouncing off Cumorous, the islands of Cumorous, which are sort of a little um, Amani um, settlement, or, yep, yeah, oh, I suppose an Amani settlement, when Amman was a great, great place, um, its projection of power into the Indian Ocean, a sort of this whole area of 
feeling that's sort of been lost, the Arab world predicting to the Indian Ocean have been crushed by the Portuguese and eventually the British coming across. Uh, now this is coming across, I came across and looked at Mauritania uh, and Cameroon, Cameroon being a, uh, a area for slave trading uh, named Cameroon, the only country I know of which is named after a common vegetable, not vegetable, a shrimp. Um, the sh Cameroon means shrimp. Then Mauritania uh, going up, simply because I sort of have read about it, know, know about it, and then to find out that Mauritania is still the last bastion of slavery, the White Moors, the Black Moors, <laughs> the White Moors, Black Moors, and some other other tribe going in there, and 99.9% uh, .9 Muslim, the other people are, are dead. Um, so, whereas I was a bit concerned for um, United Arab Emirates having crucifixion still on its uh, books, uh, and finding out more and more bizarre facts after I read and understand that United Arab Emirates having the most complex, convoluted border system in the actual universe. It's sort of like it's got an enclave of Oman in it, and inside that enclave is another enclave yet again of the UAE, sort of like, it's just classic, uh, classic go across, but they've got crucifixion on the books, whereas Mauritania has the death penalty for atheism, with a special proviso that you can't recant. If you're accused of atheism, there's a special set of legal provisions there that that's final. Even if you get a, a conversion, the I don't know, it's incredible stuff. So Mali, um, officially the Republic of Mali, Republic du Mali, and Bambari, Mali ka Fajusama, and it's called the Nko script. The Nko script is the most, oh, it's just the most beautiful script. It's so refreshing to see on the page. It's just, Oh, it's a gorgeous, such a gorgeous script. It's a landlocked country in West Africa. So you've got Southern Africa, West Africa, and the Horn of Africa. So I suppose you have North Africa is just directly, directly beneath Europe. Sort of thing. And the population of Mali is 19.1 million, which is just achingly absurd. It's the eighth largest country in Africa. Uh, just over um, one th uh, one and a quarter million square kilometers. Australia is, I think, nearly eight million square kilometers. So it's still it's it's, it's something big. Um, Sixty-seven percent of the population is under the age of twenty-five in twenty seventeen. Oh my God! It's sort of like Yemen and Kumaras. Most of the population is under fourteen. Oh God. Uh, its capital, Bam Bamako. There you go. Now I'm going to go to Bamako. I had wanted to go to really Zanzibar because it's Zanzibar sounds so exotic and visit the the House of Wonders. Wouldn't that be great? Is it a House of Wonders? Oh, something like that. It's uh, wouldn't that be great? There's a House of Wonders in I think in um, Basra. Um, uh, the sovereign state uh, of Mali consists of eight 
regions at its borders on the north reach uh, deep into the middle of the Sahara Desert, while the country's southern part, where the majority of the inhabitants live, features, features the Niger and Senegal rivers. The country's economy centres on agriculture and mining, a bit like Australia, probably not higher education. Some of Mali's prominent natural resources include gold, being the third largest producer of gold in the African continent, and salt. I suppose people want salt, don't they? Um, now, present-day Mali was once part of the West African uh, empires that controlled the Trans-Saharan trade. The Ghana Empire, which Ghana is named, the Mali Empire, for which Mali is named, and the Songhai Mali. The Songhai thing. So the Mali Empire probably stretched across to Mauritania. Uh, during its golden age, there's a flourishing of mathematics, astronomy, literature, and art. At its peak in 1300, the Mali Empire covered the area about twice the size of modern day France and stretched to the west coast of Africa. In the late 19th century, the scramble for Africa, France seized control of Mali, making it part of French Sudan. What? Uh, Sudan is just south of Egypt, which is way, way across, but let's French Sudan. Um, and joined with Senegal in 1959, achieving independence in 1960 as a Mali Federation. So Mali and Senegal were one country in 1960. Shortly thereafter, following Senegal's withdrawal from the Federation, the Sudanese Republic declared itself Independent Republic of Mali. After a long period of one-party rule, a coup d'etat, oh God, in 1991 led to the writing of a new constitution, the establishment of Mali as a democratic multi-party state. I wonder how long that lasted. In January 2012, the, an armed conflict broke out in northern Mali, oh God, in which the Tuareg rebels control of territory in the north. And April declared a sensation of a new state of Anzwad. I can't, I can't, there's, there's all these new states, I can't, I can't get, get them. There's, there's a, a, a new state in Cameroon with the English and the French. None of them, the English and the French were only there for, what, 30 years or something like that. Enough to create a civil war and a, a new state, but this... What was the news? There's a new state in Cameroon that they want to, to do. There's a new state. Oh, God. The conflict was complicated by a military coup which took place in March and later fighting between the Tarug and rebel factions. In response to territorial gains, the French military operation launched Operation Seval in January 2013. A month later, Malaysian and French forces recaptured most of the north. Oh God! Imagine what it would be like in the French military. Oh, not um, so. I spent a lot of my time in my youth, a year of my youth in Fontainebleau, and it's a French, um, French um, officer training thing in, in Fontainebleau, and you see them with the hats and the stuff like that. And it was one time I w went in for directions at Lyon. And walked up the stairs to ask for directions. We were in our little Renault 
in Lyon, lost as it always, walked up and it was a um, French Foreign Legion recruiting centre. But there you go. Uh, what happens, happened there is that they were wearing the white, it was in the middle of France, but they were wearing the white, um, you know, that, that circular hat they wear so it was just incredible um, I can say it's incredible because no one believed I did it <laughs> there you go oh my godfather oh oh op population is 20 million oh god it's a GDP um, per capita is 2,000 dollars GDP which is sort of rather sad Australia is I think 56 so we're 25 times more rich per person uh, held a runoff held in August the legislative elections were elected in December 2023 so good on you France going in there oh. Oh. so human development interest is low and they have the uh, West African franc Whoa. Genie is not so bad. The etymology. Okay, this is means uh, how how does it uh, call? And now it's got an internet.ml. You know that if you've got a, a information, trustme.com.ml, it's from Mali. The name Mali is taken from the Mali Empire, which means the place where the kings live. Isn't that beautiful? That's Mali. Where, what, where's, what does Mali mean? It's the place where the kings live. Obviously, a lot of the servants and other people supporting it. Um, uh, and carries a coronation of strength. Whatever that means. So, uh, just looking at their uh, coat of arms. No, I can't see a crown. The Guinean writer, Djibril Nad, suggests that. Uh, Sandiata, an epic of old Mali in, eight, in 1965, that it is not impossible that Mali was given the name to one of its capitals uh, of the emperors. The 14th century Moroccan traveller Ibn Battua reported the capital of the Mali Empire was called Mali. One Mandika tradition tells the legendary first emperor, Sandita Kita, changed himself into a hippopotamus upon his death in the Shranki River, and that it's possible to find villages in the area of the river termed Omali, in which have Mali for a name. A study of Malian proverbs, and as you would, <laughs> I would want a Malian proverb. Um, noted that in Old Mali there is a village called Malikuma, which means New Mali, and that Mali could have been formerly the name of that city. Another suggests, oh, I like this, in terms of, you know, Arthur Philip, he died, but he then crawled out and turned himself into a kangaroo or something like that. Another suggests that Mali is a Falani pronunciation of the name Mandi peoples. It suggests that the sound shift led to a change whereby the Falani end of segment shifts L, the terminated vowels, denasalizes and raises the leading Madan to shift to Mali. Now, the, the translation of, of sounds, displacement of sounds, leads to another dialect, and the Australian dialect, g'day mate, 
is got a, a complicated system of vowel shifts, which is found in New Zealand country. Okay, the history of Mali. Mali was once part of the three famed West African Empire, which controlled the trans-Saharan trade in gold, salt, slaves, and other precious commodities, uh, major majorly during the reign of Mansa Musa uh, from um, 1312 to 1337. So, I'm just trying to work this out. This is the uh, 10... 1066, uh, the Normans, the Vikings are here, Europe settling into sort of the late Middle Ages, very early sparks of the Renaissance beginning to happen. Um, the uh, uh, I don't know whether Spain's under Moorish rule at this time, but let's read it. Um, these Channel Kingdoms had neither rigid geopolitical boundaries nor rigid ethnic identities. The earliest empires uh, was the Garden Empire, which was dominated by the Sonic and Mandi-speaking people. The empire expanded throughout West Africa in the 8th century until 17, uh, 1078, when it was conquered by the Almoravids, which I think are the Arabs, which went to um, Mauritania. Uh, the Mali Empire later formed the upper Niger River and reached the heart of power in the 14th century. Under the Mali Empire, the ancient city of Dentia and Timbuktu were centres of trade of Islamic learning. Well, so it's Timbuktu is in Mali, or well, far out. So Timbuktu is ultra-remote and it's in Mali, but it, it would have the Sahara Desert, because it, so it would be really remote to get to, but actually quite easy to, to get to out, out there. Okay. Uh, the Sahari people originated in modern northwest Nigeria. The Sahari had long been a major power in West Africa, subject to, uh, subject to the Mali Empire's rule. In the late 14th century, the Songali gradually gained independence from the Mali Empire and expanded ultimately, uh, subsuming the entire western portion of the Mali Empire. The Songali Empire eventual collapse was largely as a result of Moroccan invasion. In 1591, under the command of Jula Pasha, the Pasha Banker. And now, I'm going to have to do the Moroccans. The Moroccans. Mm. The fall of the Sangha Empire marked the end of the region's role as a trading crossroad. I can sort of understand that. Following the establishment of sea routes by European powers, the Trans Saharan raid lost significance. Isn't that amazing that as Europe expands, it, one thinks of the power of the boat is not the ability to um, to um, land forces quickly and, and transport but it also sucked the lifeblood out of the traditional trading things, I didn't quite think oh god, one of the worst famines the region recorded history occurred in the 18th century according to John Eiff the worst crises were in the 16th Eighties, when famine extended from the Sengami coast uh, to the Upper Nile, many sold themselves to slaves only to get a subsistence. Well, so that's interesting. That um, for me, I find that's interesting. That that's another. You've got America starting up, 
and the influx of saves is due to the environmental collapse of Africa. Isn't that amazing? I wouldn't have thought about that. Especially in 1738 to 1756, so this is before the American Revolution, you've got this big... But when it's Africa's greatest recorded subsistence crisis due to the drought of... And locusts reportedly killed half the population of Timbuktu. So Timbuktu is in Mali, isn't it? French colonial rule. Mali fell under the control of France during the late 19th century. By 1905, most of the area was under firm French control as part of French Sudan. In early 59, the French Sudan, which changed its name to the Sudanese Republic, and Senegal uh, united to become the Mali Federation. The Mali Federation gained independence from France in June 1960. Oh, you just get a feeling. I was in France in 75, and you get a real feeling. Senegal withdrew from the Federation in 60, which allowed the Sudanese Republic to become an independent Republic of Mali. So, Mali was another form of Sudan. I just can't think. The date now is Independence Day. Okay, um, uh, just, it looks as though it, if it really is sort of like um, waiting for someone, a real dirge to leave your party and then go, whoa, they're gone now, everyone out, celebrate, the party gone. Um, okay, Mabuti Keta was elected the first president. Keta quickly established a one-party state, adopted uh, an independent African socialist orientation with close ties to the East and implemented extensive nationalisation of economic resources. In 1960, the population of Mali was reported at 4.1 billion. A million. My problem here is that it's what a, uh, the pull of communism. So uh, there's someone called, I think it's a person, Musa Traore. T A R O. Uh, e acute. On the 19th of November 1968, following progressive economic decline, oh, you can imagine, Kita regime was overthrown by a bloodless military coup led by Musa Tarute, a day which is now commemorated as Liberation Day. Hmm. The subsequent military-led regime by Trudeau as president attempted to reform the economy. His efforts were frustrated by political turmoil and devastating drought from 1968 to 74. In a famine killed thousands of people, the regime faced student unrest beginning in the late 70s and three coup attempts. The Trudeau repressed all dissenters until the late, late 1980s. Oh my godfather. The, uh, and, um, there was sort of the French the, the wars in North Africa we now know where Timbuktu is but uh, there's all that uh, French Michelin all the Trans-Saharan the, the, the romance of, of that um, the government continued to attempt economic reforms and the population became increasingly dissatisfied in response to growing demands for multi-party democracy Turner regime allowed some limited political liberalisation. They refused to usher in full fridge democratic system. In 1990, cohesive opposition movements began to emerge and it was complicated by the turbulent rise of ethnic violence in the north following the return of many uh, Turegs to Mali. Oh, God. Oh. 
Anti-government process in 91 led to a coup, a transitional government and a new constitution. Opposition to the corrupt dictatorial regime of General Musa Toro grew in the 1980s. During this time, strict programs imposed to satisfy demands of the International Monetary Fund brought increased hardship upon the country's population. Ah, oh, Milton Friedman, just get you... Get... Ah, oh, Milton Friedman is probably the worst person. While elites uh, close to the government, I bet they profited him, supposedly lived in the growing wealth. Oh, well, they... Oh, God, this it really upsets me. Peaceful student protests in January 1999 were brutally suppressed and mass arrests and torture of leaders and participants. Scattered acts of rioting and vandalism of public buildings followed, but the actions by the dissidents remained inviolent. In oh, God. There's a picture here of this real dirgy... It looks like a sandcastle. Uh, World War One commemorative monument to the Army Noir Black um, March Revolution. Uh, from the 22nd of March through to the 26th of March 1901, mass pro-democracy rallies and a nationwide strike was held in both urban and rural communities, which became known as Les Eventements, the events of the March Revolution in Bambuku in response to the mass demonstration organised by university students and later joined by the trade unions and others. Soldiers openly fired, opened fire indiscriminately on non-violent demonstrators. Riots broke out briefly following the shootings. Barricades as well as roadblocks were erected and Tarakut declared a state of emergency imposing a nightly curfew. Despite an estimated loss of 300 lives over the course of four days, non-violent protests continue to return to Bangkok, each day demanding the resignation of the dictatorial president and the implementation of the democratic policies. 26th of March 1991 is the day that marks the clash between the military soldiers and the peaceful demonstrating students, which climates in the massacre of dozens under the orders of President Musa, Musa Turka. I just, quite honestly, you know, Someone in 1991 doing this is just insane. It makes me sick. He and three associates later tried to and convicted and received the death sentence for their part in the decision making on the day. Well, nowadays the day is a national holiday in order to remember the tragic events that led to the people that were killed. The coup d'etat is remembered as Mali's March Revolution in 1991. So they've got holidays. When Senegal left, one revolution and this revolution, three holidays. By March 26, the growing refusal of soldiers to fire into largely non-violent protesting crowds turned uh, to full-scale tumult and resulted in thousands of soldiers putting down their arms and joining the pro-democracy movement. That afternoon, Lieutenant Colonel Amu Tumul Toro announced on the radio he had, uh, that he had arrested the dictatorial president Tatori. As a consequence, the opposition parties were legalised and the National Congress of Civil and Political Groups met to draft a new democratic constitution to be approved by a national referendum. She, well, you really would think, obviously, uh, you think that Australia could be intelligent enough to put in solar power stations, infrastructure, um, rule of law, um, videotaping, social media. We could, we could do, actually help if we really wanted to. Uh, the Amo Tour Presidency. Oh my god, it's going to... Oh, no. In 1992, Alpha 
Omar Kona won Mali's first democratic multi-party presidential election before being re-elected for a second term in 1997, which was the last allowed under the constitution. Was which was the last allowed under the constitution. In 2002, Amal Tuti, a retired general, had been the leader of the military aspect of the 1991 democratic election, was elected. During his democratic period, Mali was regarded as one of the most politically and socially stable countries in Africa. Slavery persists in Mali today, with as many as 200,000 people held in direct servitude for a master. In Tereg Rebellion in 2012, ex-slaves were a vulnerable population, with reports of some slaves being recaptured by their former masters. There's going to be we're up to 1992, and there's going to be another revolution in 2012. Okay, the Northern Mali conflict. In January 2012, the Tariq Rebellion began in North Mali, led by the national movements of liberalization as well, the ML, MNLA. The March military officer, in March, military officer Amou Songo seized power in a coup d'etat, citing tourist failures to quell the rebellion and leading sanctions and embargo by the economic community of West African states. The MNLA quickly took control of the North. Didn't France come in once before to do the North? I thought you'd be pissed off if you're French. Declaring independence uh, as Aswan, a new country. However, Islamist groups including Aswan, Din and Al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb uh, who had helped the MLA defeat the government turned on the MLA and took control of the North with the goal of implementing a Shia in Mali. Oh, oh that's so sad. So there, and then they would backstep Al-Qaeda. However, the French... Oh, on, uh, I, I, just, I just wonder what the French are like fighting. It must be good. Um, World War One soldiers. Uh, on the 11th of January 2013, the French armed forces intervened at the request of the interim government. On 30th January, the coordinated advance of the French Amalian troops claimed to have taken the last remaining Islam stronghold at Kidal, uh, which was the last of the three northern province capitals. On 2nd February, the French president, Francois Hollande, Okay, there's a French president, and his name is Holland, joins Mali's interim president, Dion Cuartrager, in a public appearance at the recently recaptured Timbuktu. She whiz, so Timbuktu fell to the, to the Islamic State. Um, conflict in central Mali. Oh, that was northern Mali. Here's central Mali. In the central Mali province of Mopti, conflict was escalated since 2015 between the agricultural communities um, like Dogon and Bambara and the pastoral Fula, Fulani people. So these are people who are agriculturists and people thirders. Historically, the two sides have of access to land and water factors that have been exacerbated by climate change as the Fula move uh, into new areas. Dugon and Babara communities have formed militia or self-defense groups to fight the Fula. They accuse the Fula of working with the armed Islamists linked to Al-Qaeda, while Fula have joined the Islamist groups. Human Rights Watch reports 
that links have been exaggerated and instrumentalised by different actors and opportunistic ends. Uh, so, so in central Mali, so you've got the deserts, Islamics, then in between, before you get down to the fertile Mali, you've got sort of partially arable land, and they've got agricultural people and herders, hunters and gatherers, and agricultural just Oh, God. Okay. Added atop of Mali's... Uh, added atop Mali military commander. This is a quote. I've discussed the growing violence with my commanders and with the village chiefs from all sides. Yes. Sure, there are jihadists in this zone, but the real problem is banditry, animal theft, source, sore, score settling people are enriching themselves using fight against terrorists as a cover. Again, what it will be microchipping drones. So we have massive um, sheep and cattle and stuff like that. Microchip them, them at drones and have the gates open. There's hardly any people in country Australia. The conflict is seen as creation and growth of the Dogambara militaries. These groups are the most incredible. The government of the Mali is suspected in supporting some of these groups under the guise of their being priorities in the war against Islam. It's the North Mali conflict. Government denies this, of course. One such militia is the Dogambara group called the Dan Nan Ambagusu, created in 2016. So they're, they're rocking. In September, oh, I can't read this. September 2018, the Centre for Human Dialogue, Humanitarian Dialogue, negotiated a new natural ceasefire with Dan Ambekusum. Quote: In the context of the conflict which opposes the group to other community armed groups in Central Mali, however, the group has been blamed for the 25th of March 2019 massacre of 160 fuller villages. The group denied the fact, but after the Malian president, Killer, ordered the group be disbanded. The UN Special Advisor to the Prevention of Genocide, Adam Ding, warned the growing ethnicisation of the conflict. This sounds like another um, uh, Rwanda, and, and, under, sort of coming under our noses. Uh, I sort of know a few Australian soldiers who went out to Rwanda, not to fight, but in the UN, and it's, very complex. The UN, the United Nations reported that the number of children killed in the conflict in the first six months was twice as many as the entire year of 2016. Well, okay, we might be one or two children. Many of the children have been killed in intercommunal attacks attributed to ethnic militia. The majority of attacks occurring around Mopti. They reported around 900 schools have closed down uh, and the armed militias are recruiting children. Isn't that amazing that um, uh, schools not only keep the children occupied, healthy, fed and educated, it also stops them being child stories. Uh, soldiers. Oh my God, Father. Oh. So I'm just looking at the, um, the map of Mali and it's mostly deserts up the north and then an intermediate place, a bit of intermediate, and then some green stuff at the bottom. During the first week of October 19, 2019, two jihadist attacks on the town of 
Bulieski and Mondoro killed more than 25 Mali soldiers near the border with Burkina Faso. And Burkina Faso, I really want to know what that is. The Malian president, Ibrahim Boubakakete, declared that no military coup will prevail in Mali, continuing that um, he doesn't think it is on the agenda at all and cannot worry us. Something like FLW, famous last words. Go on. What is it? SNN. Shh. What's it? Shut up. Something like that. I forgot what it is. Or SMM. Shut my mouth. Mali. Geography. Mali is a landlocked country in Western Africa located southwest of Algeria. It lies between the latitudes of some enormous fraction of the Earth's crust, 10 degrees and 25 degrees north, longitudes 13 and 5 degrees east. Mali borders with Algeria in the northeast, Niger in the west, Burkina Faso in the southeast, Ivory Coast, south, Guinea to the southwest, Senegal to the west, and Mauritania to the northwest. So the Mauritania is a very interesting place. Oh my God. That is something which will put it's sort of an Africa, Arizona, it looks like. At um, one and a quarter million square kilometres, Mali is the world's 24th largest country. It's comparable size to South Africa or Angola. Most of the country lies in the southern Sahara Desert, uh, which produces an extremely hot, dust-laden Sudanian savanna stone. Um, Sudanian savanna zone. Mali is mostly flat, rising to rolling in northern plains covered by sand. The Adra uh, des Massive lies in the northeast. Mali lies in a torrid zone and is among the hottest countries in the world. Uh, the thermal equator, which matches the hottest spots year-round on the planet, is based on a mean daily annual temperature crosses the country. Most Mali receives negligible rainfall and droughts are very frequent. In uh, late April to early October is the rainy season in the southernmost area. And during this time, flooding of the Naka River is common, creating the inner Niger Delta. So, this is something. The vast northern desert part of Bali uh, has a hot desert climate with long, extremely hot summers and scarce rainfall, which decreases northward. The central area uh, has a hot, semi arid climate. Um, with very high temperatures year-round, a long intense dry season, brief irregular rainy season. The south area have a tropical wet and dry climate. In review, Bali's climate is tropical, with March and May being the hot dry season, June and October the rainy, humid and mild. November to February is cool dry season. Mali has considerable natural resources with gold, uranium, phosphates, uh, calendite, salt, and limestone, or rice, limestone, being most widely exploited. Mali is an estimated to have an excess of 17,400 tonnes of uranium measured, indicated plus inferred, um, which I think this is just pitifully small to Australia's one. In 2012, a further uranium mineralised north zone was identified. Mali faces numerous environmental challenges, including desertification, deforestation, soil erosion, adequate supplies of portable water. Yet it's Yemen which is going to is famously going to run out of uh, water. 
soon. The Yemen, the water table has dropped from 300 meters, which is to 1.2 kilometers deep. How deep do you have to dig a well? That's 1.2 kilometers deep is just insane. In 2016, Mali has been divided into 10 regions, oh, and there is a region of Timbuktu, uh, each with its own government. Implementation of the two nearest region, formerly part of the, uh, uh, formerly part of the Timbuktu region, Mecca, formerly part of the Meccan Circle Goa region, have been ongoing since January 2016. A government transitional council has been appointed on both regions. The extent of central government control. In March 2012, the Malian government lost control over Timbuktu, Goa and Kindal regions in the northeastern portion of the Emofi regions. On the 6th of April 2012, the National Movement for the Liberation of Aswad unilaterally declared the secession of Mali as, as, as Awad, an act that neither Mali nor the international community recognised. The government later regained control over these areas. Politics and government. Until the military coup of the 26th of March 2012 and the second military coup in December 2012, the Mali was constitutional democracy governed by the Constitution of 1992, which was amended in 1999. The Constitution provides for separate powers among the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of government. The system of government can be described as. semi-presidential. Executive power is vested in the president who is elected for a five-year term by universal suffrage and is limited to two terms. The president serves as the chief of state and commander-in-chief of the armed forces. A prime minister appointed by the president serves as the head of government and in turn appoints a council of ministers. The unicameral, this is one chamber, national assembly is Mali's sole legislative body consisting of deputies elected through five-year terms. Following the 2007 elections, the Alliance for Democracy and Progress held 113 of the 160 seats of the Assembly. The Assembly holds two regular sessions a year, during which it debates and votes on legislation that is submitted by a member or by the government. Mali's constitution provides for independent judiciary, but the executive has continued to exercise influence over the judicial by virtue of power to appoint judges and oversees both judicial functions and law enforcement. Mali's highest court are the Supreme Court, which are both judicial and legislative powers, and a separate constitutional court provides judicial review of legislative acts and serves as election arbiter. Various lower courts exist through village chiefs and elders resolve most of the disputes, though village chiefs and elders revolve most local disputes in rural areas. Foreign relations. Mali's foreign policy orientation has become increasingly pragmatic and pro-Western over time. Since the institution of democratic reform in 2002, Mali's relations with the West in general, and with the United States in particular, have improved significantly. Mali has a long-lasting yet ambivalent relationship with France, a former colonial ruler. Mali was active in regional organizations such as the African Union until the suspension in the 2012 Malian coup d'etat. Working to control and resolve the regional conflicts such as the Ivory Coast, Liberia, Sierra Leone is one of Mali's major foreign policy goals. 
Mali feels threatened by the potential for spillover of conflicts into neighbouring states, uh, and relations with those neighbours are often uneasy. General insecurity along the border of the north, including the cross-border boundary of terrorism, remain troubling issues uh, in regional relations. Isn't that absolutely amazing? In early 2019, Al-Qaeda claimed responsibility for an attack on the United Nations base at Mali that killed 10 peacekeepers from Chad. I have to work out what Chad is all about. 25 people were reported to have been injured in the attack. Al-Qaeda's stated reason for the attack was Chad's re-establishing diplomatic ties with Israel. Okay, so there's more on the peacekeepers than I think. The base was attacked in Adjulok, a village located uh, in a specially unstable region of the country. Mm, wow, there's some, some beautiful places. Military. Mali's military forces consist of an army, which uh, hopefully not a navy, which includes land forces and air force, as well as the parliamentary gendarmerie and the Republican Guard, all of which are under control of Mali's military of defence and veterans, headed by a civilian. The military is underpaid, poorly equipped, and needs uh, and needs rationalisation. Poor Mali. Economy. The Central Bank of West African States handles the financial affairs of Mali's um, and additional members of the economic community of Western African states. Mali is one of the poorest countries in the world. The average worker's annual salary is approximately $1,500. Mali underwent economic reforms at the beginning of 1988, 1988 by signing agreements with the World Bank and International Military Fund. During 1988-96, Mali's government largely reformed public enterprises. Since the agreement, 16 enterprises were privatised, 12 partially privatised and 20 liquidated. In 20, uh, 2005, the Malian government uh, considered a railway company to the Salvage Corporation. Two major companies, Society de Telegrammiche du Mali, Solomon, and a cotton gin company, were expected to be privatised in 2008. Between 1992 and 1995, Mali implemented an economic adjustment program that resulted in economic growth and a reduction in financial imbalances. The program increased the social and economic conditions, and Mali joined the World Trade Organization in 1995. Mali is also a member of the Organization of Harmonization, Harmonization of Business Law in Africa, the OHADA. The gross domestic product has risen has, has since. In 2002, the GTE amounted to $3.4 billion, which is like small change in Australia, and increased to $5.8 billion in 2005, which amounts to approximately 17.6% annual growth rate. Mali is part of the Franc Zone, Zone Franc, which means it uses the CFA. Mali is connected with the French government by agreement since 1962. Uh, today, seven countries including Mali, are connected to the French Central Blank. That's just insane. At least I've got... The, I'm just trying to think what... There's... Panama uses the American dollar. There's just a few countries which are pretty funny about this. Okay. 
Mali's key industry is agriculture. Cotton is the country's largest crop export and exported west through Senegal and the Ivory Coast. During 2002, 620,000 tonnes of cotton were produced in Mali, but cotton prices declined significantly in 2003. The to cotton, Mali produces rice, millet, corn, vegetable, tobacco, three crops. Gold livestock agriculture amount to 80% of Mali's export. 80% of Malian workers are employed in agriculture. 50% of workers are employed in the service sector. Seasonal variations lead to regular temporary unemployment of agricultural workers. Mining. In, 20, sorry, in 1991, the assistance of the International Development Association, Mali relaxed the enforcement of mining cords, which led to renewed foreign interest investment in the mining industry. Gold is mined in the southern region of Mali, has the third largest gold production in Africa, after South Africa and Ghana. The emergence of gold as Mali's leading export product since 1999 has helped mitigate some of the negative impact of the cotton and ivory coats crises. Other natural resources include uh, kaolin, salt, phosphate and limestone. Energy. Electricity and water are maintained by the Energy du Mali EDM and textiles are generated by the industrial textile du Mali. Mali uh, has made efficient use of hydroelectricity, consisting of over half Mali's electrical power. Surely we can get a huge, major solar cells happening up there. Uh, in 2002, 700 gigawatts of hydropower was produced in Mali. Oh, gigawatt hours. That's actually nothing. Okay. Uh, Energy to Mali is an electricity company that provides electricity to Mali, Mali citizens. Only 55% of the populations have access to electricity. Mali is endowed with the renewable energy resources according to the geopolitical gains losses. Um, there can be significant benefits of global transition to renewable energy. It's ranked number 11 amongst 156 nations at the GEGA Low Index, whatever that is. Transport infrastructure in Mali, the railway that connects the bordering countries. Okay, there's also approximately 29 airports, of which eight have paved runways. Urban areas are known for the large quantity of green and white taxi cabs. A segment some of the population are dependent uh, on public transportation. Ever all that means. Demographics. It's the people there. It's actually a very beautiful looking um, bozo girl. So bozo is a um, negative name in Australia. In 2018, Mali's population was estimated at 19.1 million. The population is predominantly rural, 68%, and 5%. Um, 10% are Malians are nomadic. More than 90% of the population lives in the southern part of the country, especially the Bamako, which has over 1 million residents. In 2007, about 48% of Malians were younger than 12 years old. 49% um, were 15 to 64 years old. 3% was 65 and older. The median age was 15.9 years. The birth rate is 
45.5 per thousand breaths. The total fertility was 6.4 children per womb. The death rate uh, was 16.5 deaths per thousand. The life expectancy is 33 years. 51 for males, 54 for females. Mali has one of the world's highest rates of infant mortality, with 106 deaths per live births in 2007. Ethnic groups. The Mali population encompasses a number of sub-Saharan ethnic groups. The Bambara are by far the largest single ethnic group, making up 36.5% of the population. Collectively, the Bambara, the Sonki, the Kastranek, the Malinke, also called the Mandinka, the Mandinka, uh, all part of the broader Mandi group, constitute 50% of the Pali population. Other significant groups are the Fuller, um, uh, French Plume, the Voltaic, that is the Voltaic, 12%, the Sagani, the Tarig, and the Moor. So the Moors are the um, white and black Mali Mali is well uh, as well as Niger. The Moors are known uh, in Mali as well as Niger. The Moors are known uh, as the Asag Arabs, named after. Isn't that amazing? Azag, a region in Sahara, they speak mainly Hassinada uh, Arab, which is one of the regional varieties of Arabic. Personal names reflect Mali's complex regional identities. In the far north, there is a division between the Berber descending Tarug nomad populations and the darker skinned Bella or Tamashit people due to the historical spread of slavery in the region. So there's still slaves there. An estimated 800,000 Mali have descended from slaves. Slavery in Mali has persisted for centuries. The Arabic population kept slaves well into the 20th century until slavery was suppressed by the French authorities around the mid 20th century. talking. 1950s. There is still persists a certain hereditary servitude relationships. In accordance to some estimates, today there's 200,000 Malayans still enslaved. Mixed European and African descendants of Muslim of Spanish, as well as some French, Irish, Italian, Portuguese origins live in Mali. They are known as the Ara people, 1% of the national population. Although Mali has enjoyed recently good inter-ethnic relationship based on a long history of coexistence, some hereditary servitude and bondage, and bondage relationships exist, as well as the ethnic tension between the settled Songani and the Magyarics in the north. Due to the backlash against the northern population after independence, Mali has now a situation where both groups complain about discrimination on the basis uh, on the part of the other group. This conflict plays a role in the continuing northern Mali conflict, uh, which uh, there is tensions between the Tuaregs and the Malian government, the Tuaregs and the racial Islamists who are trying to establish Sharia law. Oh. Languages. Mali's official language is French, and over 40 African languages also spoken by various ethnic groups. About 80% of Mali's population can communicate in Babara, and which serves as an important lingua franca. So I'll pronounce it B A M B A R A. According to the 2009 census, the languages spoken in Mali were 51% Bambara, 8% Dugan, and it sort of goes on. And there's some who didn't declare languages. 
Mali has 12 national languages besides French that would make writing um, and look there's 12 there's Bambara, Bomu, Bozo etc. Are you okay then? another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.